Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome to episode 35 of the Gather Moms podcast, and this season we are talking all about home. Rebecca? I love my home. You're going to be so proud. Okay, good. (laughs) You're going to be so proud today because we're tackling a location in our home again. (gasps) We're doing another room? Well, we are so good. It's a location. Oh. No. You setting me up for something? I'm saying, I think (laughs) we've been getting better about like... Doing things in the home. Yes, like we said we were going to do from the very beginning. Yes, it's not plants. It's not boxes of pictures. (laughs) This is actually going to be a location. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. So last episode was all about the bedroom. And my goodness, haven't we gotten the most incredible feedback? Y'all are the best. Yes. You made us feel so like, okay, we were obedient. God blessed. Y'all, thank you so much. Yes. Um, I love that because that was really something that was on Rebecca's heart and and she just obeyed. <laughs> and and it's blessed moms, Rebecca. So yes. I'm so thankful for your courage just to talk about those things. So one of the things that you said that I love is um, that we value saying the things that everyone is thinking but doesn't say. Ooh, you're going to say something today that we're thinking. Uh, okay, I'm excited. So I have a question for you. I'm ready. Do you like playing with your kids? <laughs> Go for the jugular. God. <laughs> Do I have to be honest? Yes. Do you like playing? Now, this is what I'm talking about when I mean playing. Do you like getting on the floor and playing Legos, playing Barbie make-believe, eating fake kitchen food at the fake restaurant? <laughs> like, do you do you enjoy those things? Okay, here's what I enjoy. I enjoy listening to my kids uh-huh. play in the other room. <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing. This is an area where I think we need to say the thing that everybody's thinking, but no one will say. Because we all feel so guilty admitting, like, I don't love playing make-believe. I, I, I don't like having to do the voice yeah. of the doll and, like, come up with a storyline. Yeah, and Kara is super into, like, making these tea parties lately, and I have to sit in this uncomfortable little kid chair, and she <laughs> brings me all this food, and I have to pretend to eat it and say, oh, this is delicious. Okay, Kara. but see, I can do that better than I can do American Girl Doll make-believe vet center. Eat, I mean, for sure. I'll be happy to eat play food if, like, you go off and cook it, and I get about five minutes to just sit alone. Okay. Yes. And, you know, and on those things, though, I mean, I can play it for about five to ten minutes, you know, where I'm like, all right. But then at some point, I'm like, get me eject. Where is the eject button here? Because, you know, I've mustered up all the fun I can have with this. You know what's funny is that I had boys first, and I remember that they would do, we would, we had a train set for dad and he would want to build the trains. And, and I thought, oh, this is not, I can't wait for a girl. I want to play dolls. And now that I look back, I think I like trains more (laughs) because we would set that train set up and all he did was just watch that train go round and round. We didn't have to have voices. We didn't have to make up stories. We just got to sit and like crash the train. 
I don't know. Like part of me is thinking I should go back there and let's crash the train again. Yes. Caleb, when he was little, we had those mega blocks. Yes. And I would build the tall tower and then he would knock it over. Yes. And we would laugh and then I'd build the tall tower. And that was like decent for me. But you're right. Like something about the weird playing (laughs) make-believe, that's a tough one for me. Isn't that funny though that... That I imagined before kids, I want a girl because I want right. to do dolls and dress up and yes. tea parties. And yes. now that I'm here, I'm like, okay, no. I'm going to take the cars and blocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so I think that's something interesting too, because I think as my motherhood has evolved, like I have kind of learned like what things I am into playing with them, you know, like what is like less painful, something that I actually enjoy. <laughs> you said less painful. And trying to pivot, <laughs> you know, trying to say, okay, well, instead of Barbies, what if we play, like, I will play Hi-Ho Cheerio. <laughs> I will play Candyland. That, those don't bother me. Board games for the win. Yes. I don't mind those. Except uh, they cheat. That, listen. Then you're trying to teach them not to cheat. But and they get so mad when so you mad. win. Yes. And I'm like, girl, you're going to have to learn this now. Right. Okay. No, it's not perfect. Yes. <laughs> the other thing that I've been doing with Caroline, she wants to play Make Believe with the Barbies. And I'm like, let's do hair salon. So she sets me up at her vanity. With a Barbie hair? No, me. Oh, oh, she does your hair. Yeah, sorry, that was confusing. <laughs> I was like, you can't do Barbie's hair. No. Their little head's so tiny. No, they want to do Barbie's hair, too, and I'm like, <laughs> So she has this, like, frozen vanity. So I sit in front of it, and I've taught her how to, like, brush my hair nicely. <gasps> oh, no, that's a win. Okay. Brush my hair. Yes. yes. So I'll have to tell her. She'll say, okay, it's all brushed, like, after five brushes. And I'm like, no, you need 20 brushes. Let's go for 100. Can you teach her 100? <laughs> Isn't that in a magazine somewhere that you should brush your hair 100 times? Yes, wasn't that Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? Start them early. Yeah. Okay. The Brady Butch. So I feel like there's things that I've kind of picked to play with them that, like, I could kind of, like, angle it more toward. Is there anything with you that, like, now when they want to do something with you or play with you? I love to read. Okay. When we when you're teaching your kid to read, you want to stab your eye out. <laughs> but once they can read, it's so fun to like that's hear them one. read. Yeah. So I do love to read with her, and that's something that I used to not love. And now, anytime she's like, "I have to read this for school," or yeah. "Will you read with me before bed?" I love to read with her. So that's a great one. I love reading with her. That's great. Okay, so I have one that I have found about myself that I love to do with my kids. Okay, I'm ready. I like to spray them with the hose. <laughs> is that playing or is that you just sitting on the back porch holding the water hose i don't know but they think it's playing <laughs> so they'll say mom can we put on our swimsuits the girls caleb used to do this but obviously he's 13 now the girls are like mom can we put on our swimsuits and can you spray us y'all listen you can take out some aggression on those fools <laughs> They think they're out there running in their swimsuits, and you're just, you know, you've got that hose on, and you're just like, take that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've never done that, so I'm going to try that this summer. I'm going to try to spray them with the water. Well, I have two older ones, too. Abby, I'm going to spray Abby with the water hose and see if I love it. It is fantastic. I think it kind of, you know, gives you a little release, you know, and they think you're participating, and you're just like in your mind like, (laughs) I should have picked up your clothes last night. That's right. I don't want to clean your bathroom again. You need to start wiping your own butt. I mean, really, you can do all kinds of stuff. This is for eating all the Cheez-Its. When I woke up last <laughs> night and I just wanted some, and there were none left because you ate them all. Oh, that's awesome. So I wanted to take us today because I think that a place where we could maybe really engage with our kiddos and where I have my water hose fun is on the back porch. <gasps> I love the back porch. 
porch. Okay, so that's where I want to take us today. I'm, I'm so down for the back porch. Let's go. Okay, so I think this will be fun for us to talk about because both of you and I, our back porch has recently got a glow up. Oh, let's tell the story because this is so good. Okay, so um, Rebecca got new outdoor furniture. My husband picked it out. I did not. He was like, this is what I love. I want to buy this. Okay, whatevs. Okay, so... Rebecca comes over to my house one day to record, and I'm like, hey, come in the backyard. I want to show you my new um, patio furniture. <laughs> and before we even got to the back door, I could see it through the window, and I stopped, and I grabbed her hand, yes. and I said, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> we have the same patio furniture. I We got so tickled about that. What in the world? How does that happen? It's called Walmart, people. Walmart for the win. Okay, but Greg went in. Did he see it in the store? He saw it in the store, so he does not follow influencers okay. on Instagram. <laughs> he did not know that this was a popular set. No, he just went in the store and found it. Which I think is so funny because so he went in and he bought it. By himself. I did not go with him. Which is incredible. I'm like, I don't care about this part of our... I mean, I'll, I'll love it. I'll engage with you on this back porch, but I'm not going to go search for it. Okay, well, so I will search for it. <laughs> Greg and I have some similarities. <laughs> So I, we love the Darling Sister Studio on Instagram. And so she posted all these like back porch ideas. And I saw this set and I was like, well, that looks pretty cute. Sure enough, Walmart. So I went and got it. Anyway, we just got so tickled about that. It's the best set though. And here's what's so funny. So you have pillows, like it doesn't come with accent pillows. So you bought your own, which totally fit Kate's mojo. She has a (laughs) mojo, her pillows do. So Greg and I had the biggest fight over the accent pillows for the back patio furniture because... I didn't want to spend a lot of money because I just bought this patio furniture with him. So I'm like, I don't care about the pillows. It yeah. already has pillows. He bought like 10 cakes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why we need 10 accent pillows for the patio furniture. Did you keep all 10? Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, we're not taking those things back. He loves them. Are you serious? He loves them. <laughs> and so now when it rains, we have to cover the patio furniture because yeah. we don't have a covered back porch. Yeah. You got to shove all them 10 accent pillows under, under the those covers, covers. <laughs> and Judd left one out the other day covered the furniture he did not put this accent pillow under it it is totally dirty I'm like don't show your father <laughs> just let's hide it I'll clean it he'll never know bless him that's too good and listen those all those pillows are um expensive oh my gosh I was just adding the numbers up yes. in my head yes. this thing is it's got tassels tassels are not gonna make it <laughs> on the back porch Greg it's just, it's not going to work. I mean. Oh, that's too good. So I think we're not alone. Like, I think a lot of people have had a back porch glow up recently. Yes. And maybe like even through the pandemic or now, I think we're all like maybe investing a little more money at home. For sure. And making our spaces nice because now we're like, uh-oh, we've I'm been here. Be here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we better like this place, right? That's right. Although so. we're going to be hating it in July. When it's 115 and we can't go on the back porch. Well, so that's the thing is we we are coming to y'all from Texas and this is the sweet time to be in Texas oh, right it's now. Oh, the best. In it's April. The best. You we, eat on the back porch. That's right. You have your coffee on the back porch. That's right. You do all the things. We live out there right now. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so Caroline and the neighborhood friends come over and play. And, you know, sometimes they'll play like late into the night at, and be out there doing whatever. And I wake up the next morning, Rebecca, and I look out in the backyard on the back porch, and it looks like a toddler frat party was there. <laughs> like, there's... there's Barbie heads. Yes. 
random uh, toys, fruit snack, fruit snack wrappers, wrappers, apple juice boxes, <laughs> you know, right. All the kind of, and it just cracks me up because it's like, you know, they went wild now until 2 a.m. is what it looks like. Listen, for all the moms listening, I know you're thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, where were you? Did you go to bed and just let the toddlers? No, they weren't really going until two a.m. I'm thinking, where are you? You said y'all are fine. You're closed in by the fence. I'll see y'all in the morning. Okay, first of all, that is accurate. (laughs) (laughs) But also, they weren't really going until two a.m. You know, eight p.m. is the curfew. But you know, have you ever seen like on a movie or something like when a frat party or something, then they've got mattresses in the yard and you know all these red solo cups? That is literally what my backyard looks like. The next morning, they're not setting things on fire. I think we're okay. They're not setting things on fire. They do um, crazy stunts on the playground equipment, but we're just waiting for that ER visit. I know some of y'all out there already been. It's kind of funny. I've seen several things on social media lately of children (laughs) having to go to the ER because people are outside again. Yeah, right. It's like we're all doing these things now and it's like oh stitches for that it's all right please lord let it not be us (laughs) (laughs) um and so i i think something about the back porch for us and i feel like this may be true for you so i'm curious to hear from you but i feel like for our family it's like a little bit of a mini vacation spot there's something weird about the backyard. I don't know if it's it's different from the front yard because from the front yard you can see the cars and the street and things are going on. But the backyard has a fence and it's closed off and you're not looking at the house. I'm not. I'm sitting out there. I'm looking at the yard and I almost, it's kind of like a little bit of an escape. Is it that way for you or no? I think for us and it's, a, it's an escape because it's outdoors and there's something about fresh air yeah. and there's something about the wind, the breeze blowing. Yeah. And it almost feels like all the chaos of the house and yes. the schedule and the homework and the dishes and the cleaning. Yes. You walk out on your back porch and it's almost like you just take a new breath. Like, okay, for the next 20 minutes, whatever, however long I'm going to be out here, I am just going to let it go. Gosh, I'm just going to sit and relax. love that because that is my heart too. And that's really what I want us to talk about. Oh. I'm telling you, our minds, we said same patio furniture, same episode. I know. Well, because for me, I go out there and, I mean, because the weather's so nice right now, I've taken a couple naps on the little back patio Listen, couch. that couch is comfy. Yes. Ladies, we'll put we'll post a link in the yeah, show notes. This is some good stuff. We're going to show y'all. Um, I've taken naps. I go out there. I take my coffee. I spend time with God. I read. Jeremy goes out there and he grills and smokes his meat and last night he sat out there for like three hours he loves it when it rains yes and then he burns stuff in the chimney and that man you will look out there he he is literally sitting there looking at the fire yes he is doing not another thing I'm telling you too he's not thinking nothing you know how women we're always thinking they're really that mind is blank no all he is thinking about is is it time for me to put more wood on this thing yes he just sits there and watches the fire he loves it but I think that's so cool because I think our back porch for us can be a place to be present. Yes. Right? Where we are fully in the moment. We're not thinking about, just like you just said, we're not thinking about what has happened or some stuff that just went down or, you know, all the things that we do when we lay in our bed at night that we think about, right? Oh my goodness. When I wake up in the morning, my brain, it's on fire. (laughs) What's happening? Yes. All those things, you know, we're not thinking about, uh, and then thinking about the to-do list and, uh, and checking in on our kids and all that stuff. It's just a place where we can almost just like be fully present. And 
I think that is such a gift because in our home, sometimes it can hard, it can be hard to be like fully present in your home and not thinking about things that need to be done or have been done or the to-do list, right? Don't you think? It's such truth. I don't know what it is about being a mom, but my brain just does not turn off. Yeah. I mean, I just, I cannot be cooking dinner and not thinking about, okay, what are we going to do after dinner? Who needs a bath? Who exactly. needs homework? Who yes. needs... And even like I said in the morning, when my eyes open, uh-huh. I am just, I thought about that this morning, actually. How do I get to a different place where when my eyes open, I'm not, like the anxiety doesn't just start to like creep up where you yeah. go, okay, what thousand things do I, I have to do today? I know. And I don't know, you know, and I think that just might be the mom season, you know, when you do have kids in your home and, and maybe that's true for launchers. I don't know, but you know, I think that's just something that we may have to deal with of just, there are a lot of things going on. And so I think it's cool to think about that there's a place in our home where we can kind of take a breath from all of that and just be fully present. And kind of the things you talked about where we are sitting out there and we feel the sunshine, we feel the breeze, we hear the birds sing, we look at the flowers. And, you know, for our family, that's a place where we generally do not take devices. You know, we are generally... Oh, that's good. That's really good. I'm not taking my phone out there. You know, if I do have to be out there on a computer, it's maybe I'm escaping to do a Zoom call where it's quiet or something. But generally, we're not taking our devices out there. That's really good. That's a place for us to just be fully present, you know, because I think that we we just have so much going on. And, and when we do take our phones out there, then we're going to open it. Right? And we're going to scroll Instagram and we're going to look at stuff and and we're going to be thinking about things or adding to our Walmart pickup list, you know, instead of just using that gift of being fully present in that place. What a good discipline to like set for your family to say that this is space, this is going to be a safe space where when mom and dad are out here, we're here with you. Yes. And we're here for you. And we want to watch you swing and we want to play and throw the ball. I love that idea because I do think, and I've said this before on podcasts, that I feel like um, my kids see me with a device so often, Mm -hmm. you know, for work and things, having to have that phone, that I do think when I'm ever with them without it, it's like they feel like they won the lottery (laughs) because mom does not have her phone or she's not checking email or text messages. So I love the idea that I can give that gift to them. Exactly. Hey, when we're out here, I'm here for you. Yeah, that's right. That we give them that, that I think that we have the opportunity to give them the gift of presence. Yes. You know, and we don't even need to get into, you guys know, you know that there is so much research that talks about how our kids need us to engage with them. Yes. And I don't think we need the research to prove it. I think we can think about our own lives. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and they're, you're, you're looking at them, but then they're also looking past you? Yes. And you kind of get that sense that, like, they're wondering if there's someone more important they could be talking to. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're looking for someone else to talk to. Yes. You know, and they're not fully there with you. Yes. Or they're trying, you're, you're trying to talk to them and maybe you're really interested in seeing this person and they keep looking at their phone. Yes. Or their, their Apple watch and they keep, you know, checking it. Like, how does that make you feel? Like, why am I here? Right. (laughs) (laughs) some stuff I could be doing right Uh now yeah yes yeah it makes you feel just in general bad like oh I'm not valuable you know oh and that just hurts my heart for my kids to think that I would ever think that they were not valuable I mean really in our chaotic life I don't have that many minutes with them yeah because they're doing other things sure 
So my goodness, I want my kiddos to know that I love you. I want to hear what you have to say. And yes. Because one day our kids are not going to talk to us. I know. We're going to be begging that teenage boy to tell us anything. Yes. And I don't think we need to swing so far in the, in the direction where we put those kids on a pedestal and say, oh, tell us everything. I'm here for you constantly. Kate said, I have a limit. Okay, that's about five <laughs> minutes. And then I'm going to say, go get out there. I'm getting the water hose. Yes. But that... That there could be a space, an area, a time where we say, this is where we practice presence, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I've seen this pay off with my own children because as I do sit out there and and I'm there and I'm present and they know that that's a place where I, you know, if they're out there playing, they, the girls will ask me to, to push them on the swing or to watch them do tricks on the <clears> playground. Number one thing Abby asked me to do. Yeah. Push her on the swing. Yeah. I'm like, again? <laughs> Again, again. Yeah. And, you know, but that's a place where I can be like, okay, yes, I can get up and push you on the swing. You know, we're out here together. This is a place where I can be present with you. And it's gotten to the point where now the kids, the big kids, when they come home from school, even my 13-year-old, he comes straight through the house. And if he sees me on the back porch, he just comes and plops down back there, backpack and all. And he tells me about his day. That's so good. You know? That's so good. And he just will just start talking to me. You know, and I think about when we think about presence, you know, we know that it's important to us as human beings. We know it's important for our children, but we look at the example of Jesus. You know, he said, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. He knew that presence mattered, that it mattered for those kiddos to have face time with him. Yes. To be in his presence, right? And to be valued. Yes. To be shown that even in society, you are worth everything. That's right. You're important. That's right. You matter. And so I will stop down and take the time and see you and listen to you and be fully present with you. Yes. Right? Yes. Because I do think presence is a gift for our kiddos. And I think presence is a gift for ourselves. You know, there is, there is so much power in slowing down, letting go of just that constant train that is rolling through our mind of all the things we have to do and just being fully present in the moment, right? Because I think that when we do that, we give ourselves the gift of the presence of God. When we fully just sit there and take it in, we go, God is here. We remember that he is present. I think that's something we have to learn too. Because of our chaotic life, I so often come to my time with God and expect it to be like the rest of my day. Mm. All right, what you got to say? Yes. All right, let me check some things off the list. Yes. Here, I need to tell you what happened. Yes. Give me, what, what, what do I do? And then off we go. Yes. And so I do think there's so much value in just overall teaching ourselves what it's like to slow down yeah. and to sit in silence yes. and to take in a moment. Not only just for our family and our kids, but how that also impacts our relationship with God. Because when I come to my time with the Lord, I don't expect it to be go, 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 go. Mm. I really can. Because sometimes you come to your time with God, and if you do sit for a moment and don't hear anything, you're like, okay, well, I guess you got nothing for me today. I'll just move on out, you know? Yeah. But honestly, I think he's like, okay, hang on a minute. Yeah. I need you to slow your roll before I tell you what I'm going to tell you. Well, and that makes me think of the story of Martha and Mary. You know, we find that story in Luke, and, and in case you aren't familiar with the story, we've got 
Martha and Mary and Jesus and his posse show up, and Martha, the older sister, wants to make them a meal, and so she gets very busy getting things ready for these people to eat, and we get that as mamas because there are things that have to be done. We have people that have to eat, and there are things to do, and then you see her little sister, Mary, who is sitting at the feet in the presence of God because Mary sees that she has Jesus in her living room, and so she is going to sit at his feet, and Martha comes over to Jesus and she says, Lord, will you not tell her to help me? You know, which that's this whole sidebar. This we have to see. I need to see this on the big screen. Like, what was that moment when Martha was like, what up, Jesus? Tell that girl to get up. What? Yeah, besides the fact that, like, this is so countercultural that a woman is sitting at the feet of a teacher. This is actually God in the flesh. Like, there's a whole lot going on here, okay? But we do know that Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet. Martha, like, tells Jesus to tell her what to do, which is a thing. (laughs) But Jesus responds, and he says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But Mary has chosen what is best, and I'm not going to take it away from her. That's right. And what Mary had chosen that was best was the presence of Jesus. Right. Right? Right. There was something where she knew, yeah, all that other stuff is going to have to get done. We will get all of that done. But right now, the very best use of my time is to sit here in the presence of God because it matters that we sit in the presence of God, that we are fully there with him, you know? And I love what you said, the best use of time. Yes. It doesn't mean that other things aren't good. It doesn't mean that there aren't other good things to do with my time or things that I need to because I'm responsible for certain things that I need to do. Yeah. But it's okay for us as moms to, in a moment, say, okay, but this is the best use of my time. There you go. And if something else doesn't get done today. That's right. That's okay. That's right. Because this was the best use of my time. There you go. That's a great question for us to ask our moms, as moms, I think. What's the best use of my time right now? uh, Sometime this week? You know, just think through. What could I do to really say to God, I want to I want to choose the best thing. Yes. And that's in another scripture. I wish I had that with me right in front of me right now, but we will put that in the show notes, but it says make the best use of oh, your yes, time yes. because the days are evil. Yes. You know that we are conscious about how we are using our time and that we practice the presence, you know that it matters that we sit down in the presence of God. It's all over scripture that we are mindful of God's presence because he's present whether we realize it or not. All the time. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Yeah. God does not have a cell phone. No, and he we just blow right past. Yes. He is with us. But we are that person that, you know, God's right there and we're looking around. Who else is there for me to talk to? What else could I be doing right now? Yes. Right? And we want to show him that we value him and we see his presence. C.S. Lewis has a quote and he says, We may ignore, but we can nowhere evade the presence of God. The world is crowded with him. He walks everywhere incognito, and the incognito is not always hard to penetrate. The real labor is to attend, in fact, to come awake, still more to remain awake. Oh, that's deep. I know. We're going to have to put that in the show notes, too. (laughs) You can read it again. But remaining awake to the presence of God, that there are times that we need to just slow down and just get there. So we remember, okay, God is present here. I want to be present with him. And I think that as we practice that, then we more and more are awake to his presence just in everything that we do. I mean, really, just that idea, what you said, that God is all around us. Mm-hmm. You know, that He is he's walking everywhere. Right. He can be in every situation we come across. Yeah. We are just too distracted and busy to see him. Yes. 
And so the idea that I remain awake, that I'm always looking for those instances where I see God at work, where I hear him whispering to me, and I just am eager to please him. I'm eager to listen to those words and do whatever he asks of me. That's so good. Look, and it's where we find joy. You know, Psalm 1611 says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Yes. You know, and it's when we do sit and we are present present with God that he makes known to us the path of life. You know, you sit there and you're quiet and you're still before him. I can just picture myself sitting on my back porch and just being fully present and saying, God, I know you are here. I see you in the trees. I see you in the skies. I feel your warmth around me from the sunshine. Like, I know you are here. I'm thankful you are here. And he, he shows me things and he gives me understanding and I find joy because it's in his presence that there is truly full joy, you know? I think with our kids too, it's those quiet moments when they ask the deep question. Yes. Or they tell us the deep thought. Yes. That we've been too hurried the rest of the day to hear. Right. So it's also in those quiet moments where I feel like we have influence with our kids. We get to speak into them yes. words of life and joy and truth yes. that they're not hearing in these other places that they're going all day long. And so if I don't take the time to slow down and be present with them, I might miss the moment to really speak into something that's really heavy on their heart. And I think it's important for us to practice presence with them now while the stakes are low. You yes. know, when they, when, when Caroline needs to tell me, Hey, a, a friend pushed me at school and I'm like, well, tell me about that. You know, instead of saying, Oh, that's no big deal and brush up. But, but I sit down and I'm present with her. And I'm, I'm present with my fourth grader when she talks to me about her day. So that now when my 13-year-old, he knows I'm present. And right. I'm going to fully engage with what he says. So that when he's 16 and when my children are 18 and when they're 23, that they know that I will be present with them and fully engage and that mom is a safe place and I will stop what I'm doing to engage with mm -hmm. them. No, I, I desperately want my kids to know that, that I am a safe place and that what you just said, I will stop what I'm doing when you need me. Yeah. And so I think that that there's a discipline to practicing presence. I think there's, there is something to the more that we flex that, the better we get at it. But we, I think it's something that we, we don't necessarily prioritize and we don't really practice the discipline. And so I, I, I guess my encouragement for moms is for us to start thinking about how can we practice presence? Presence with our children, presence with our God. And do you have a place in your home? And is it your back porch? You know, is it your back porch? Is it a chair in your room? Is there a place in your house where your kids see you and they know that that's a place where you are present? Mm -hmm. You are going to fully engage. Well, and I know some of you mamas out there are thinking, you don't know what I have to do during the day. Sure. You don't know how many kids I have. You don't know what it's like to homeschool. You don't know. My husband travels for work. You yeah. don't know what that's like. Yeah. Girl, we get it, yeah. okay? Because we are not saying that this is one of those 24 hours a day. And I think that's where the mom guilt comes in. Uh -huh. When you're like, I can't do that. I right. can't do that. Or maybe you get to the end of a week after you've tried and you didn't accomplish it. Mm -hmm. Girl, no shame. You know what? No. Just like Kate said, it's a discipline. It's me saying, okay, if this is something that I think is important, then I'm going to start taking some time and effort to make it happen. Yes. And it may happen great one week, and yeah. it may not happen great the next week. But the goal is just for what we said, for it just to be on my mind, for me to go, this is important to me, so I'm going to see what I can do 
within my life and my house and my rooms and my schedule to make this a priority. Yes, and just in a very pragmatic sense, y'all, we're talking about 10 minutes. We're talking about yes. 20 minutes. You know, we're not talking about, yes, Jeremy, bless his heart, can sit out there and burn stuff for three hours, you know. <laughs> okay, but, <laughs> but were you thinking, okay, uh, Mr. Three Hour on the Porch? Listen. I got some stuff you could be doing. I was making, and you know, I had some bitterness because <laughs> I see him sitting out there and I'm making all the dinners and, you know, but I was like, he probably really needs to check out. So yes. I had to check my own heart. Listen, you know? Greg will do the same thing. He can sit on that porch for hours. And it's like I walk out there and I'm like, do you know what I've been doing in this house? I mean, really. But I love that. And I, I, I don't know. I think we can get bitter about it. But on the other hand, like, can we be more like the dudes? Like, what if we just realize it's going to get done at some point. You say you people find your own food. I'm going to sit on the back porch. I mean, seriously. Yes. Y'all, there are some ways where these men have have either Figured had it, it handed to them, and so they've just been living <laughs> in, in a good situation, <laughs> or they haven't figured out. And so what if we just say, yes. you know what? They actually would probably enjoy it if we just came and sat with them. Yes. Maybe not talked, but maybe just came and sat with them. No, and then when that kid opens the back door and says, I'm hungry, you just put them eyes on that man and say, what you going to do about that? No, no, that? no, because Greg would be like, okay, go get whatever you want. I mean, he's, he's not thinking all the things I'm thinking, but you're right. Oh, my gosh, you're right. What if I could just do that and decide, you know what? It's okay. Yes. Just go sit. Just go sit. And burn things. And burn things <laughs> and push a kid on a swing and spray some kids with a fire hose and watch She said them. water hose, not fire hose. <gasps> Y'all, it's all right. It's all right. That's what I'm picturing in my mind when I'm spraying them <laughs> is the fire hose. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. A water hose or watch them draw with sidewalk chalk on your back porch or, you know, pick a place where you can be present and fully engage. It's a gift to our children and it's a gift to ourselves and we get to see God in that moment. I love this. I love so it. So tell me, you know, walking away from this, what do you feel like is going to be your one thing? You know, if you had to kind of just say, okay, that stuck with me, you know, I need to pick one thing today, what would it be? So I loved what you said about you don't take your devices back there. Yeah. So I just, I'm caught up in a, a season of my life where I feel like I just have my device with me all the time. Um, last night we actually painted my son's room and I did not have my phone with me for three hours, you know, cause we were just painting his room. Wow. And when I went to check it, there were so many notifications uh. and I did, I felt that like, you know, tightness in my chest. Yeah. But I thought, man, that three hours was glorious yes. where I was not thinking about it. And so when you said that my kids could know, Hey, when mom comes out here, I just get to have her attention. That just makes me smile. And I think, you know what, that would be so healthy for me and it would be so healthy for my family that maybe that's just something we say. Hey, when we go on the back porch, we don't take our devices. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's great for me too. I love that. And I love that. I mean, you got to practice presence last night in mm. painting the room. Girl. Girl. It was I mean, not, it was not like a my spiritual moment. <laughs> and there's probably some paint on the carpet. And y'all people know, if you ever painted something in your house... You get real excited about it, and then an hour in, you're like, this is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? Yeah. I will never paint another thing in my house again. Yes. And then just wait a year later. Hey, yeah, let's you forget about else. it, and you do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, moms, I hope that today, hearing this, that you're encouraged, um, that 
that there is value in presence and that maybe today, just even as you're listening to this, if you're out for a walk, that you just feel the wind um, at your back and you know that that is God near you or that if you're driving in the car that you open the windows and feel the sunshine or see the rain falling and just try and breathe in and be fully present in the moment. And today, maybe when your kids come home from school or they wake up from nap or however old they are, that you just decide today, I'm just going to take a moment and just engage with that child fully and be present. And I think we get to enjoy the presence of God as we see the Imago Day, you know, that creation of God on that child's face and say, I am present here with God's creation and what a gift it is to be their mom. We love you guys. We are so thankful that you are here. Hey, would you, if you are loving the Gather Moms podcast, would you go and leave us a review wherever you are listening? When you do that, it helps other people find the Gather Moms podcast. And we want moms to know what you know by being part of this community, that you are connected to a community of moms. You are not alone, and we are in this together. And hey, on our social media, we post every time we drop a new episode, just a little soundbite of something that we thought was really great from the episode. It is so easy to share on your social media. It's a great way to tell your friends about the podcast Just share that on your social media and just encourage your mom friends to listen in um, because we would love for you to be telling people about if this is a blessing to you, then let them know about it. Yes. All right, moms, we love you and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.